welcome to the Blue Oasis Podcast. This is a feed podcast for finding peace and prosperity, learning the history of hobbies, as well as developing a little side hustle. If you want to find peace and prosperity in your life, this is your show. Get ready. You're listening to the Blue Oasis Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Rothstein. All right, let's get to the show. Hello again, everyone. This is episode 83. So today I'm going to be talking about marketing and specifically uh, nothing or actually nothing too specific, uh, but I will talk about my experiences with marketing my books. So back during 2021, the ancient time of 2021, uh, even though this was about a year ago, I paid Gary Livacari, I think that's how you pronounce his name, he was on this podcast, and and I asked him, hey, can I advertise my book on your website? I gave him $50, and I got one audiobook sold, and, and I don't think I got an actual sale of a book, but at least I got an audiobook sold. Um, that was one thing as well. So I lost about like $46 on the whole thing. And um, I PayPal them the money. And at the, the time, I, and then I go back to uh, Jason to tell him about my experience. And then it's like, yeah, well, that's kind of how this whole thing works because, uh, because it's just that hard. It's not, it's not, it's not that simple. Uh, you, and, and, and then there was a, a time where, um, through Findaway Voices, um, they take care of the marketing and the, uh, platform distribution for you, uh, in some ways, yeah, in some ways marketing, uh, because you're platforming your book there. And, and with that, I sold about $53 worth of audiobooks, even though it was about 140 audiobooks sold, but that's only because of the rentals and the, and, and those that weren't retail sales or like, um, or like even a brief listen to that only made like 12 cents on the audiobook too. So that was, uh, something else. And, uh, and and, uh, and and then you learn about your prices as well when you do that um, and like how to price it or if it's worth it to just put it out. But but it was a very first important audiobook going through Findaway Voices, at least. Um, I did other audiobooks before. I just didn't put it through Findaway Voices uh, as well. So... Um, make sure your pricing and your platforming is correct. Now, in the last episode, I talked a little bit about social media and um, and also how whether or not we should use it. I would actually not recommend using social media because, um, you know, they're not going to go for to bat for you. How how many of your how many followers right now? I, I, I'm not talking about uh, the Pat Flynn's or the Dave Ramsey's or someone who has a very high 
you know, who's very well known in their specific industry, um, who can sell a book on Instagram. I'm, I'm talking about you, the little, the individual. Um, how many people do you know that have actually sold a book? And if they actually have, how many of the sales came from Instagram? Is there even a way to track that? And if there is, is it really worth it to uh, put it out there? I mean, Abby Emmons is a YouTuber who I really look to uh, for that advice. But but most of her, her sales aren't coming from her Instagram followers. They're coming from her YouTube followers. Uh, and, and it's that she's established herself primarily on YouTube as well. Um, most authors, like I have not seen authors actually sell on Instagram and and I don't think it's worth it um, at least with Instagram to sell your audiobook there. I haven't made a sale from there. I, I haven't made a sale from there. Whatever the 140 people who bought or rented my audiobook, they found it on their own most of the time or I told my friends and family to do it, uh, to go buy it and go listen to it and just give me their thoughts on it. And that makes a huge, huge difference than, than some random person following you on Instagram and then just giving it a listen if you put it, if you put the clip there. I don't think it's, um, it, you have to like really, really build it up at that point really build up your Instagram following, like you need $200,000. And most people don't have them. Most people don't even have a thousand followers on Instagram. I don't even have a hundred followers on Instagram. And personally, I've, I am definitely have been considering quitting Instagram because my old one, Instagram got hacked. I got rid of Rawstein voiceovers, Instagram page that has been deactivated. And, and to top it all off, you know, your stuff is not going to get promoted unless you pay for it to be promoted. They, and Instagram isn't going to have your best interest. They're not going to have your best interest when marketing, you know, your audiobook too. I mean, like, how do you, they're not going to, marketing your audiobook, marketing your toy, your paint, whatever you're selling, even if you're selling yourself, they're not going to have your best interest because they have certain things that need to be kept. They're going to advertise other things over you because, you know, they have to care about their bottom line. And, and it's a shame that you can't, you know, pay for a certain segment of, you know, people that are following anywhere, certain people. And they just fire it off too, um, and that's also why I quit quit advertising on Facebook. I, I mean, you know, uh, with Google SEO uh, traffic, you're you're more likely to get somewhere uh, with your website. And if you have a blog site, absolutely, you can, you know, sell it there. Uh, you can start there with a blog site or a website, and. And, um, and just learn about SEO as well. And also, 
Um, I'll put a link to the Nomad Network in the description or the show notes. Um, and I'll also, and I think I'll, yeah, I'll leave two links there, one to the network and one to the SEO course. And if you sign up with your email, um, you can absolutely watch it for free. Um, at least for the next four months, you can do that. Um, and Jason Stapleton has really, um, pulled through and I, and I, and I also want to give a shout out to, uh, Lauren Newton, who really built, spent so much of her time building this and as well. And she took the lesson, give your best stuff away for free. And, and she most certainly did. She, uh, and now I'm going to just follow these guides and, um, do a little more as well. And, and, and I don't mind PDFs as well with that, but when learning about SEOs, but, but with that, if you can, if you can learn the basics of SEO, you can market anything. And, and that is something I do. I'm going to be humble enough and say, go to Lauren, if you really want to learn about SEOs and in search engine optimization with Google or even DuckDuckGo or Brave or whatever search engine you're using, absolutely um, go to Lauren as well. Um, Wix has something built into it with SEO. So if you do want to have a website with Wix, uh, go ahead and you can sign up there with Wix um, as well. The Now, the audiobook, where have I been mar- going to? I've been going on podcasts. I went on to two different podcasts. Um, my friend Amy Nichols from the Nomad Network and the Brothers on Books podcast with Jack and Alex Alwile. Uh, or Alwile. Or, yeah. Yeah, just 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 search them out. You'll find them, and so there is that. And and I'm doing the legwork too. And Find Away Voices also helps a little bit with the marketing too. So um, uh, it's not an excuse to rest back on your heels. It's just an added bonus to what you're already doing um, when you're trying to sell audiobooks. Two hundred audiobooks um, is going to be around the corner. I, I probably will sell them. I could even sell them sell it this month, but that if I were to get th- even a buck 50 on 60 of them, that would put me at about uh, 90 bucks. Um, if and, and I'm talking actual retail, not um, not the um, not a uh, yeah, not rentals. And, but finding these things are, it's, you know, it's easier today than it was in the 90s to sell an audiobook. Um, you know, you know, you actually, like with music, you actually had to listen. You actually went to this store called Borders. You might, you might have heard of it, by the way. And you actually got these headphones that were built into the wooden um, shelves or in the wooden uh, places where they had the CDs. And and you could get this coffee called Seattle's Best Coffee. 
not the best anymore, but it was back then. Um, and, and, and I didn't drink the coffee. I, I think it was like eight at the time when, when I really started to do that and went with my parents, but, but that's how they, that's how they, they, uh, gave demos as well. Also, um, yeah, give a demo too. And when you're, if you have something for that or like make a YouTube video of a test run of a product or something, um, and that's how you um, know what game you want to buy. I mean, uh, with or if you want to buy a video game console. I mean, that's. I mean, I learned about it. Like you have to feel the controller. You have to, you know, play the game too, as well. And and you can do that too, absolutely. So, yeah, show off the product. Talk a little bit about it. If there's, if it needs to be built or there's like some instruction to it. Show them how it's built too, as well. Just show them. And, and you know, many people, like, there needs to be like an IKEA, there's probably like some IKEA professional on YouTube who shows you how to build furniture. Um, I think there is. I, and then, so after, and guess what? That person is going to encourage more people to buy that furniture, that couch set or and, and that's free, that's in a way free marketing for Ikea. Now go ahead and do that for your own product. And, and it's incredible too, of everything. Um, I, f- I feel really bad that I did not major in marketing and majored in economics. I should have, uh, and my parents were like, Adam, no, you're not a marketer. Stop it. Like, and and that was the wrong approach that my parents took. If you have a kid right now, you need to be teaching them how to market. We're moving into a new technological age, the creative age. I don't think we're going to be working on wage anymore. We're not going to be working with wage. I, I don't even work on a wage um, or even on the per hour basis on Upwork anymore. I don't do that. In fact, I'm not seeing it as much anymore. In fact, if if you're on Upwork right now and you're advertising by the hour and you're not coming in with a set amount, um, you're you're already behind in my mind as well. So you need to just set a set your budget and come in and set the price and leave it at that and set a timeline of either less than a month or three to six months or more than six months or whatever and leave it alone. And, and also, and also if you get something done in 15 minutes and, but it's for the hour, guess what? You can do something else once the project is done and you can send that along as well. I don't like the fact that, in fact, um, I'm against the minimum wage and and with new this new creative age, I think everybody should be against the minimum wage because I don't know how, why the heck we are working on a per hour basis anymore. It, it makes no sense. Um, come in with the check or come in with a certain budget, even if you're, an, and, and this is not just Upwork, come in with a certain amount. Oh, I'll pay you this much per week and 
just get these tasks done. And if you get the tasks done in four days as opposed to five, let them go. Two, and guess what? You have an extra day to plan if you're the boss or you have an extra day to do something else to go ahead and get that project done. And why would the bosses be against it too? If Elon Musk talks about this, um, he says, oh yeah, you're paying $1,000 to get this thing done in a day. And if you pay by the hour, you know, I'm going to take a little longer too. We have been so inefficient at this too this is this is another reason why we should probably abolish the minimum wage and and i don't usually talk politics on this but it just makes so much sense to have a set budget have two people agree and that incentivizes the employee to work a lot quicker than as opposed to just taking five days to do a project as doing it with four because why would he he or she go on um and just and just work that much and then and then he then that person would yeah would only make $28 um in the 4 hours let's say or, or work in $7 round numbers $7 for 4 hours and then they would take the extra 35 you know 35 you know they're they're not going to go along. They'll take that fifth hour. But if you come in and just give them a straight $40 um, and they can get it done in three or four days or three or four hours, you you know, you know save money too. And, and you save, more importantly, time because then you can go on and plan it and get that out to whoever you need to get out to or it's done or, and you can run business uh you know, your business becomes more efficient quicker. So don't, don't count that out. I think, I think you should just, if you're going to have a contract, set a budget, don't make it by the hour, just come in and um, set a due date as well, but don't set it by the hour, have a due date in place and let your employee do their best and that will incentivize them to work as quickly to earn that money so they can go on to the next project. Now, there's still going to be those wage jobs. And, and I think we're going to at least have, you know, the, the waiters and the waitresses and the lifeguards and at least those people. Um, what you're not going to see is those people in the warehouses. They're, they're going to be replaced by robots. Even those even people who mow lawns for a living are probably going to be out of work because we have the technology for Roomba and all those things. And and I think you would have a little bit more difficult time getting an outdoor automatic lawnmower um, than you would with uh, a Roomba. And, and, and I guess if it's enclosed off in a fence, it could probably work. But... But I do think um, with online work, certainly, you're gonna. There, there's no need for minimum wage. Just go in, take the project, get. Ex- either you can either accept the budget or decline it or decline the project, accept it, and you're golden. I'm doing this interview um, later, and and I think yeah, it'll be done by. 
uh, the time you're listening to this, um, I'm recording this Tuesday, and and it'll be out um, everywhere, given the fact that yeah, it, it'll be out everywhere, um, and I'll get his information as well, and just and ask if I can even post a snippet of it here as well. But um, yeah. Yeah, so eight dollars is what I'll take my take home. He's putting up ten. Upwork's taking two. I'm getting eight. So, um, never made money off of being famous before, but uh, I think yeah, I'm just it's first time for everything. Even though it's nearly a decade later, who would have thought? But it's an amazing story. And um, in my USA Hockey article. Um, search out Adam Rothstein Hockey and you'll find the big man on campus article. And uh, yeah. All right. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I'm going to link two links to the Nomad Network. And uh, you can also find my audiobook, Chess, the Game for Peace and Prosperity. So if you have not purchased that, um, go do so on chirp.com. And you don't need a subscription service with them. It's just $3 for for a 40-minute audiobook. So thank you very much, and I'll see you all in the next episode.